Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism. We're your hosts, Mackenzie and Haley. This is episode 25, and today we are talking about the recent abortion ban that went into effect in the state of Texas on September 1st of this year. Before we get into the feminist highlight for this week, Haley, you have a personal highlight. Do you want to share with everyone? Yes, I do. Um, so this week, I I think it was last week, actually, like at the end of the week, but I've had the hardest time with deciding what I want to do. Um, and I, I feel like my life hasn't gone the way that I wanted it to. And so it's kind of been a little bit disappointing, but I just decided, you know what, I'm going to make a plan and stick to it. And um, part of that was figuring out where I'm going to go to school in January. And I applied to Metro State in Denver and I got accepted. So I'm going to be going to Metro and that's actually where Ken's goes right now. So we're both going to be going to Metro. Here we go. I know. It's so funny. We've talked about this like all the time growing up. Like it would be so fun to go to college together. And here we are. And we keep saying like full circle moment. Literally. It really is. It It, really is. It's funny because like never would I imagine my life going like this. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like we're going to like, we're moving to a different state and going to college together. And it's not, it's, I feel like it's kind of a more of a community college type feel, but it is a four-year university and it's big. Yeah. I think it just feels that way because like, I don't, I don't go to campus because I didn't have the option. All my classes are online. And we're Um, in Denver. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like we're moving somewhere new. Um, But yeah, it is a four-year public university. Like there's a lot of stuff going on and it's not like a D1 school by any means, but it'll be really fun. Yeah. And um. We're going to go look at apartments in a couple weeks for you. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. But I'm so happy you made a decision. I just thought you'd want to share with everyone because it's super exciting. And I think it has really helped you not be as anxious about like your unknown plans and what you're going to do. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to make a decision and stick to it, even if you're disappointed because that's not what you wanted to do or you're not sure like... I kind of realized I'm never going to be sure about anything in life, (laughs) at least not right now. So I feel good that I made a decision and it is kind of fun that like, it's not like we'll have classes together, but we're going to be going to the same school. It's crazy how that works out. Like never did I think me and you going to the same school would be in this way, but here we are. It's so cool. I know. And like, same with just like living in our hometown right now. Like we go back to our alma mater, like one or two (laughs) times. one or two times every week because um our sister is on the volleyball team at school and so we go and watch her games and I swear every single time we're like this is so weird to be back here yeah and like we we never thought that either of us would go back really like so soon um or that we'd be there together at the same time you know yeah, because when you went to college at first, I was still there for my mm-hmm. my year of community college. So I was able to go to her games, but you weren't there. And now we're both here. It is weird. Like, it's crazy how life works out. But it's good. I think we're both happy that we're able to be near a family and it works out great. Yeah. Well, let's get into the feminist highlight for today. I'm actually really excited. Um she 
is a baddie. <laughs> like, I, I, there's no other words to describe. Um, she is the co-founder and CEO of Bumble. Her name is Whitney Wolf Hurd. Okay, so Bumble is um, like the new up-and-coming dating app. It's been on the market for a few years now. Um, but the thing that sets it apart is that it also has like Bumble friends. So like you can make friendships through it. It's not just a dating app. And I was also reading when I was researching her that there's like Bumble biz, which is for like networking and business. So like three platforms in one, it's really cool. Um, so like I mentioned, she's the co-founder and CEO of Bumble. Her net worth as of today, today is, um, September 24th of 2021. Her net worth is $1.3 billion, not million, billion. Oh my goodness. Okay. She's the youngest self-made woman billionaire after going public in February of 2021. She was number 21 on Forbes, America's self-made women of 2021. In addition to that, she was on the billionaires 2021 list and also Forbes 2017 30 under 30 list. So she's extremely accomplished very successful. And I just think it's really cool that she had this different idea that wasn't the norm. Like she really has something that is different than every single dating app out there. And because of that, she is extremely innovative and able to have great success from it. So it's great. Yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, um, I've never been on Bumble. I've heard of Bumble BFF. Never been on any of them. But um, definitely a very successful app. Everyone knows what Bumble is. So it's pretty cool. All right. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, you guys just saw Kenza's dog make a little appearance. <laughs> so in a little pause. Um, we're going to get into the episode right now. So like Mackenzie was saying, I just called you Mackenzie. That's weird. Yeah, it's so weird when you call me that. Um, I just feel like um, we're like professional when we talk about serious things like this and so I don't know it just like comes out of me I guess I don't know it does when we talk about serious things you use my full name (laughs) I do I do yeah um so we are talking about the abortion law that just went into place on, on September 1st in Texas um we wanted to talk about this because abortion is high up on the feminist agenda and I think that we both have interesting opinions to bring to the table. And before we start this, um, we tried to find neutral sources like that didn't lean one way or the other, but it's kind of hard. So we yeah, just, yeah. Took the, yeah, we, we took the facts from the two sources that we are using and then we are just going to give our opinions on it and kind of just have a discussion. So when we're talking, it is going to be our opinions, uh, but this is a podcast, so you don't have to agree or disagree, and we are welcome to all opinions, but we also do have our own. So that's just a little disclaimer. Um, so the abortion law in Texas. So the law was passed in May of 2021, but as all things, um, it takes time to mm-hmm. put into effect. So even though it was passed in May... It went into effect on September 1st of this year. So at the beginning of this month, that went into place. Um, And this law basically means that if you're six weeks pregnant, you cannot have an abortion in the state of Texas because that is around the time when most 
fetal cardiac activity can be detected. So they're saying at six weeks is when you can detect a fetal heartbeat and it's a baby at that point. So you cannot have an abortion after six weeks in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's tricky with them saying that six weeks is the time that most fetal cardiac activity is detected because um, there's many medical and legal experts that were stating in this article that the term fetal cardiac activity is misleading because embryos don't possess a heart at that developmental stage of six weeks. And so they were saying that that heartbeat quote that is detected is like electrical activity going through like the flaps of the developing heart. So they were saying that that's kind of confusing wording because there's, it's not a heartbeat at that term, but um, I think they use that term to simplify it, but doctors and legal experts experts were saying that it's not actually a heartbeat. Um, So yeah, that was one thing we really wanted to preface. Okay. Um, yeah, it is tricky because, like, personally, I don't agree with that, but that's what the medical and legal experts were saying, so we'll go with that. Um, yeah. Okay, so the law also makes no exceptions for rape, sexual abuse, or incest. So it doesn't matter how old the woman is or the girl. Um, it also allows people to sue an abortion provider or anyone else they suspect is aiding and abetting abortions after that six week mark so the woman seeking an abortion in texas herself can't be sued but the provider could the person who drove her there or the counselor who referred her could also be sued it's like anyone quote aiding and abetting and the law states that a ten thousand dollar reward will go to the person who reported it so like for example if if i knew that ken's was getting an abortion and in the state of texas after six weeks so it was illegal then i could report it and she wouldn't get sued but the doctor who helped her the doctor who performed the abortion would get sued um if her husband drove her he would get sued if anyone referred her to that doctor they would get sued And I would get a $10,000 reward because I reported it. So my question with this is, what good does that do to society? Like, what does that add? I don't understand that. Um, Something interesting that I was reading in this article, and this article is from the New York Times, by the way. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, But they were basically saying that this little part of the law, the $10,000 reward to whoever's going to report someone, um, that's basically giving people, like just regular citizens, the power to govern over a woman's choice. Like literally anyone could just be like, oh, you're, you're choosing to do that? I mean, at this point, yes, it's against the law. So that's how they're justifying it. But like you're just giving anyone the power to be like, oh, you made that choice. I'm going to I'm going to sue everyone that was involved now so I can get ten thousand dollars. So the the thing is, too. Let's say that someone was raped 
and um you know it wasn't consensual or anything and then the woman wants to go get an abortion because she doesn't want to have to think about those actions being forced upon her every day while she's carrying that baby for nine months so she wants to go get an abortion um so she goes to get an illegal abortion and then her rapist finds out um and for some reason he wants the child or wants the money whatever then he could report her and he could get ten thousand dollars for reporting her for getting an abortion that he like raped her to get her pregnant and now i'm this is a hypothetical situation um i don't know like why a rapist would want to keep the baby Let, let's just say an example of like someone's in a marriage but they're being sexually abused so the husband still wants the baby but the wife that was forced upon her like she didn't consent to sex because marriage doesn't mean anything so like in, a, in an example like that so then the person who's forcing sexual actions upon someone can sue you for going to get an abortion, although it is illegal, but they can still sue everyone that was involved and get a $10,000 reward because you did something that was illegal, even though it was forced upon you. Right. That just perpetuates this whole cycle of like rapists and sexual abusers not being put to justice and not being punished appropriately. And women being scared to come forward and report their rape or their sexual abuse. So again, like I don't get what this would add to anything because it seems like it's just going to cause another huge problem where people are out here just like hunting down women who are getting abortions. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised if people are like staking out at abortion clinics and like assaulting people to get their information so they can sue them. Like I can totally see that happening. Right. And yeah, that's the thing. Like that's the, I think the the most mind boggling thing to me about this law is that there's no exception for rape or incest. And there's, there's also this $10,000 reward if you report someone like, I just don't understand nothing needs to be said about the exception for rape and incest. That's just plain stupid. And I don't know how that's even, I mean, I was going to say, I don't know how that's even constitutional, whatever. Obviously it's a law now, but I just, it makes me so angry to think about that. We don't need to talk about that right now, but yeah. Like, why are you going to give just any old person the power to be like, Oh, I'm going to get $10,000 from you because you made this choice with your own body. I don't agree with abortion in all cases. And like, I'll just come out and say that I don't, but also it's not my job to govern your choices and to govern your body. Exactly. So if that's what you want to do, then you do that. And I'm not going to look at you and be like, you know, like, why did you make that choice? Like, that's not my job. And you shouldn't have to put out there why you're getting an abortion, in my opinion. Right. It, like, you shouldn't... It, um, it's HIPAA. You know, like, it, it should be protected. It's a medical procedure. Um, my main concern with this entire law is minors and girls who are raped and who get pregnant as a result of it and go to get an abortion because they're 14 years old and are literally 
being threatened of being sued and like furthering on that trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where it's just really concerning for me and kind of, kind of getting into this whole talk with, um, with the rape and incest and them having to carry a pregnancy to full term. So I saw an interview on, um, somebody had posted this video and it made me really, really upset. Um, so it was the Texas governor, Greg Abbott. Um, and he had, he was signing the law and one of the reporters asked him this question and this was his answer. Um, and since we can't play the video, I think the video would make people even more mad because his tone is like, I just don't yeah, understand how you he can Google it for sure. If you haven't seen it already, yeah. it was like all over social. Um, I'll go ahead and read his response. Um, so I'll read the reporter okay. first. So the reporter asked, um, why force a rape or incest victim to carry a pregnancy to term? Greg Abbott said, it doesn't require that at all because obviously it provides at least six weeks for a person to be able to get an abortion. That said, however, let's make something very clear. Rape is a crime and Texas will work tirelessly to make sure that we eliminate all rapists from the streets of Texas by aggressively going out and arresting them and prosecuting them and getting them off the streets. Okay. <laughs> Let's break that down because there's a few different like thoughts that we have about this. Um, but let's just start with the first line. So he says that even though this abortion law is banning ab abortion, even in cases of rape or incest, he says, no, it doesn't require you to carry a child to full term because it provides you six weeks to be able to get an abortion. Most people don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks. And there's people who don't even know they're pregnant after like a trimester. Like that happens. So there's a lot yeah. of things wrong with that. Again, like this is a man saying all this. Like he wouldn't know. I mean, he should, he should know but as a, he a governor. He, yeah. And the thing is too, like, I think like a lot of men think, I mean, if you're like married or you have daughters or anything, like you should probably pay attention. But I think a lot of men think like, cause we all are educated that you get your period once a mm -hmm. month. But in reality, for most people that doesn't happen. Like mine is so irregular. And sometimes like mine will be like, now I'm going through the cycle where it's like every three weeks, but it used to be not that way. Like everyone's period fluctuates. And so you might be two weeks late, but that might not be abnormal for you. But then by the time you're like, oh, wait, something might be up. Maybe I should go take a pregnancy test because now my period's three weeks late. Then that's at seven weeks and you don't even have time to make that decision. Yeah, that's a really good point. Everyone's does fluctuate. Like there's different hormones that affect different things at different times. And you just never know. That's a really good point. You never know. And another thing that was interesting in this New York Times article when he said like, no, you, you still have six weeks to decide one of the medical professionals said, okay, what if you've just been raped and then you find out you're pregnant and then all of a sudden you have this timeline of six weeks? What if you find out at, at four weeks pregnant? 
that, that you are carrying a child. You've just been raped. You're now pregnant and you now have to decide whether you're going to keep the baby and put it up for adoption or keep the baby and raise it or get an abortion within a week. Like that is so much to process when you, that's three very traumatic things that have just happened against your will. And now you have to decide that in a week or in two weeks. That's not okay. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. So that's obviously going to increase the amount of illegal abortions that there are. And it's going to put women in danger because they feel like there's no other option. Mm -hmm. And it's very expensive to travel to another state. Some people can't take off work or can't afford to go over to a different state to get a legal abortion. So it's just a war on women's rights. But that's that first line that I think is pretty obvious that that decision to make in six weeks is pretty tough. Very tough. Um, The second line, um, it's impossible to eliminate all rapists. That's never going to happen because there's sickos out there. That's never going to happen. And like, he thinks that like by enacting this law, he thinks that's just going to go away. No. And like he says, um, eliminate all rapists from the streets of Texas by aggressively going out and arresting them and prosecuting them. Okay. So that's going to make these crazy people who think they're vigilantes go out and try and find rapists and like do citizens arrests and things like that. Right. Because it's, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like they're crazy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) there's some crazy people everywhere but like texas is kind of notorious for that so that other line is just like kind of promoting this like vigilante mindset and like we need to get them all off the streets like yeah we do but that's not the right way to. but it's never gonna happen and that's not the right way to go about it at all like that's not gonna do anything um another thing that just makes me upset about this statement that he made um, is I think it's just very, we, we have so many people in power and leaders who have the power to make decisions that will protect the people and they don't. And I feel like a lot of times our leaders will say things that are just empty statements and they're not backed up by anything. So by him saying like, we're going to, prosecute all these rapists and we're going to eliminate rapists from the streets like yeah I wish that I wish that could happen and not just like rapists this is in the case of abortion but like I think of like my case and like you know like people are promised protection when we're like preyed upon in this way and taken advantage of like we're promised protection but in reality the laws there's laws like this that are set against Mm -hmm. us. So I feel like there's so many times in politics and just like in the world and in the government that people say things like, and make it seem like they're trying to protect us. Like he was saying like, Oh, we're going to get rapists off the streets. We're going to eliminate rapists and, you know, prosecute them, get them in jail, whatever. But in reality, you don't do anything to protect us. And this law is just putting us in even more danger. And so that makes me really upset because it just kind of like triggers me and like all my feelings and thoughts of like how I know I should have been protected more by people in authority who said things that were blank statements that had nothing behind them and they weren't backing it with anything. And that's exactly what his statement is. 
So it makes me upset. And the thing that also makes me upset about when you watch the video, which we'll put in the show notes, he says that and everyone around him cheers. And it makes me think, are you even listening to what he's saying? It's not possible. Because they're just listening. They weren't really processing like, yeah, it sounds great. Exactly like you're saying, like, it sounds really cool. Like, oh, tough and mighty. Like, we're going to do all this. But if you really think about it, like, it's impossible. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it isn't going to happen. Maybe put your time and energy towards a a more feasible and attainable goal or law that will actually protect women's rights in these cases. And yeah, I, I think I think that me and you do offer kind of a, a unique stance for our our feminist values because um me and you we both don't agree with all abortions but we're also not for taking away any women's rights so if that's what you want to do then go do it and you don't you should not receive judgment for that because that's your choice yes i definitely agree like i believe we were all put here on this earth with free will So why should that be taken away for anybody, even if I don't agree with that? Like, we don't all agree with everyone else's choices. And personally, I would never, ever, ever get an abortion. But again, like, I've never been raped. I've never been impregnated against my will. And there are many women that have to face that tough decision. And it is helpful to have an option. Like, they their will was taken away in that moment. It shouldn't be after. No, no, you're totally right. That is such a good statement. Like your will has already been taken away once. And now there's this law and this system in Texas that's totally Mm -hmm. set against you again. So it's already taken away once. Guess what? It's going to be taken away again. You don't get to make that choice once again. It's forced upon you. It's not okay. And it's, It is not protecting any victims at all. And honestly, like, maybe I'm just not super educated on this, but I can't think of any laws that attack men's rights the way that this law is attacking women's rights. Yeah, I can't either. But again, like, I I don't know much about law, but, like, it is an attack on women's rights. It's very upsetting. It is. And... If anyone listening here knows of anything that restricts men's rights as much as this is restri- restricting women's rights, we would honestly be curious to know. Yeah, I'd love to know. I just don't think I that don't there either. is. Um, it's just so hard. Like, I don't really know what else to say besides, like, it's so upsetting. And, like, I just feel like I'm so glad I don't live there. <laughs> um, it's just hard. Right. Like you said, like, it's not an option for everybody to be able to travel to another state to get an abortion. Like depending on where you live in Texas, like what if you live all the way in Corpus Christi? Like where are you? That's so far. It would be like a whole weekend or more just to go do this. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's just, it's not feasible and there's no way that you're going to be able to decide if you, if you were raped and then you find out when you're five weeks pregnant, you have a week, you probably can't even get an appointment Mm -mm. that soon because that's a procedure. So it's just, 
I just don't think it's very well thought out. And I think it's a direct attack on women, attack on women's rights. And I, I don't think it's okay. And I, I really think that it, I think it just takes away so many rights that shouldn't be taken away. So that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Me too. I, I think you said you made very good points. Um, yeah, basically just to sum it up, like, I think we both agree, like, we don't agree with all abortions, but again, we don't think anyone's right to choose should be taken away. Right. Right. So if, if you're going to go do that, then you need to have yes, the choice that's your own choice. That. And like, again, like that's not going to affect my life, you know, unless you're like very close to me, I would feel right. sad depending on the situation, but it's your choice. Like, I'm not going to treat you any differently. Right. And it also just comes down to the fact that we never know someone's situation. And like, I think of, for example, like protesters who stand outside of Planned Parenthood and don't get me wrong, Planned Parenthood, I think it's great that they offer free resources to people. And I don't think that they should be defunded, but they also, there's videos of them not doing great things. So like, I'm not saying that they're a squeaky clean organization, but like people who stand outside and protest outside all day um, against these women that are walking in and getting free health care. Like you never know what's going on and you don't know why that person is getting an abortion. Maybe they were raped and then they just had to get an abortion that was super emotional for them to go through and they're already vulnerable. And then they're getting protested and yelled at and everything. But in reality, that was a hundred percent justified. So I think it's just like stuff like that. There's bigger things to worry about and there's really passionate people out there and that's great, but you never know someone's situation. So it is not our place to judge. And if that's the choice you're going to make, you should never have that freedom to choose taken away from you. You right. just shouldn't. You don't know. We. It's not exactly. our place to judge. Like I don't even want to imagine having to have been raped and then make a decision that big. And like you said, like you're so vulnerable after that experience. Like, oh my gosh, like it's just so sad. Like how can you be expected to make that decision in such a quick amount of time with like everything that's stacked against you? Right. Yeah. Like you're just trying to figure out like how to move on from that. Everything else in life, how to move on. And like, I mean, I don't even understand it to that scale, but just knowing how hard like my past journey has been, I just can't imagine what it would be like to be raped and get pregnant and have to decide in before mm-hmm. you hit six weeks what right. what you're gonna do. And then if you can't decide in that amount of time, but you still get an abortion in the eyes of Texas, right. you're a criminal. And people can literally like sue I everyone around imagine. you for that. Yeah. And get rewarded for that. So that is what we think about that. We really wanted to highlight it because it's major current events. And we wanted to kind of get on here and share our opinions and just share the facts about the law. um, Just to kind of educate everyone. And we love to hear your guys' opinions, whether you agree or disagree and um so always feel free to reach out to us on instagram at real talk about feminism and we have a really exciting announcement 
Um, <laughs> so just today, we are now on Yay! Apple Podcasts. Haley finally figured it out. I don't even know what was going on, but like literally this whole time there was just some sort of error and you finally figured it out. So go you. That yes. was all you. I'm, thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited about it because we've literally been working on it this whole time since we started the podcast. I don't know. I think I'm just like not tech technically like good with <laughs> technology stuff. Um, but figured it out. We're on Apple Podcasts now. So on our Instagram, if you click the link in our bio, you'll get the link to YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts. So you can see us everywhere. So like those channels, subscribe so you get notifications when we put out new episodes. They drop every Sunday at midnight, so you'll be able to listen to them when you wake up Sunday morning. Um, and yes, yeah, just interact with us because we want to hear what you guys think. Especially um, with this, like this so is yeah. one of those episodes and one of those cases where like it literally is like making history not in a good way but um like we would love to hear your opinions on it because like we said like we're super open and like we both have our own opinions on this but I feel like a lot of these controversial issues are just like kind of great there's gray areas to a lot of things so yeah like hit us up on instagram dm us just share your thoughts about this episode yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. So reach out to us on that Instagram at Real Talk About Feminism, and we'll see you guys next Bye. week for another episode.